The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Well, hello! Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about something we call the foot-in-the-door technique. We don't call it, everybody calls it that, but we're going to call it that as well. We're not making claims here, it's called the foot-in-the-door technique. Enjoy. Not... Not the foot in the mouth technique, the foot in mouth technique, the foot foot and mouth technique. Not that. It's the foot in the door technique. Uh, Don't get them confused, please. (laughs) Now, if you want to talk about any of this stuff, specifically the foot in the door technique, not the others, uh, then come and hang out in our free Facebook group after this episode or during this episode, if you like. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community, and we created it literally so that people could continue the conversations that we started on these episodes and then we can like go back and forth and talk about ideas and help you implement it so head over to facebook and search for the email marketing show community request to join it's totally free there's no catches if you want to you can give us your email address and join our email list Uh, if you haven't already start getting our emails and see how we put everything we teach into practice and then we'll be able to talk about email marketing every day it's the email marketing show community He made up a story about being burgled and has told everybody it's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he forced me to become a member of Weatherby Library in North Yorkshire. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Kennedy. I've still got flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Um, If anybody wants to hear, it's quite a long involved story about how I made Rob become a member, a fully full member of Weatherby Library in North Yorkshire. Uh, If you see us at a live event in person, ask us about Weatherby Library and we'll tell you the full ridiculous story. It's got a half-naked celebrity in it, if that helps. It does have a half-naked celebrity in it. And an old lady with grey curly hair. So whichever one of those things you're into, this is the story for you. (laughs) So what's this? I don't think I've heard this story about being burgled, unless I'm just painfully unaware. What's this shit? So when I was a kid, again, I made up the story of being burgled. When I was a kid, I lived in North London, and my brothers, who are 10 and 13 years older than me, um, we were in the house, and my mum had gone out. And basically, I was probably four or five, and they were in their teens. And basically, we had a little porch on the back of the house, and it was late at night, and uh, we heard a noise, and I ran into the kitchen, and there was somebody like trying the handle of the porch door, like trying to get in, and I shouted for Daniel, my brother. He came running down, banged on the door. The guy legged him. We watched over the windows. He hopped over the back wall and ran off, scared by the fact that he'd been rumbled by my big brother. And then uh, this never happened. Uh, I, I must have, but I told loads of people. And then in my teens, I mentioned it to Daniel. He went, no, that never happened. So I've obviously dreamt it at some point and spent my entire life convinced it's true and telling everyone. And it turns out it's not. Wow. It's wow. still a vivid memory today, but it didn't happen. <laughs> still a vivid memory. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. Hello, every week on this show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online. Making you the email marketing hero of your business. With a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. Ooh, as you're listening to this, actually do us another favor and grab a quick uh, selfie, a quick uh, photograph or a screenshot of this episode. Share it on social media and tag us at Rob and Kennedy. We would love to know what episode you're listening to. This one, it turns out. It, it turns out, it turns out. Cool. Yes, make sure you hit subscribe, all that sort of good stuff. Your job as a person doing email marketing for your business is to convert 
as many people on your email list into customers, but it's literally impossible to do that if your emails are not actually getting delivered into the inbox. And we can't take this delivery thing for granted. We do have to do some work on it. We can't put all of the responsibility for that on our email marketing platform, like jumping from one platform to the next, hoping that you're going to get better delivery. You have to take some of the responsibility here. And it all comes down to the data quality, the quality of the data that you've got in your email platform. That's what is the difference between your emails landing in the email inbox and just not at all. In fact, Zero Bounce in their email list decay report, sounds exciting, found that almost 23% of the average email list goes bad every year. That's almost a quarter of the average email list actually goes rotten just while you're sat sending emails and hoping for the best. In fact, only 57, 57%, 57% of all email addresses that Zero Bounce checked last year were valid and safe to use. Only 57%, right? And they actually validated more than 6 billion emails just in 2022. And Zero Bounce have got this amazing collection of tools that help you to boost deliverability. And they're kind enough to sponsor this episode of the show. So you can go and check out these amazing tools and make sure that your email addresses are being verified and validated against all these data points, go check it out at emailmarketingheroes.com slash bounce. That's emailmarketingheroes.com slash bounce. And remember, by supporting and checking out our sponsors, you're also supporting the show. So, the foot in the door technique. Rob, give us a sort of summary, bring us all up up to space, up to space, up to speed, and then we'll get into kind of why it works and some ways of using it in email. Well, given that we're talking about sales and marketing, it isn't that you turn up at somebody's front door selling a book, a stack of encyclopedias, you ring the doorbell, they open it, realize you're about to sell them some encyclopedias, they go to close the door again. You stick your foot in the door and you say, excuse me, Mrs. Is, I've got a hippie sales that's why all the encyclopedia guys sort of limp around? I thought it was carrying <laughs> carry encyclopedias. It turns out they've got naked feet. They've had their feet jammed in so many old ladies' doors. It's untrue. <laughs> He's um, got encyclopedia salesman's foot. <laughs> it's not that. Basically, what we're looking for is we're looking to get somebody to give a small commitment in order to like make uh, increase their conversions of a larger commitment. So can you get somebody to do a small, simple, easy thing uh, in order to encourage them to want to make a larger commitment to you later, buy something more, buy something at all, something like that? I guess it's really about getting people in motion, isn't it? It's about getting people to, to move because everything has the, I, I can't go all science and physics on you here because I don't understand it, but basically the minute something is is moving, the minute something is moving forward, it's got this uh, momentum to keep going. It's, it's in motion. It's going to keep moving. And it allows you to effectively buy buyers. It throws me back to the conversation we had on the podcast with Todd Brown, which mm. is definitely an episode worth checking out. I'll find out what episode number that is in a second and let you know. Um, but fairly recently, within the last few months. Mm. Um, it'd be worth checking that that episode out because that really is an episode that is about buying buyers. That's an episode that is about thinking about your email list, say about your customer database, your customer house file, as Todd would call it, um, as an investment thing uh, where you're really just investing in stuff, right? Yeah, I, I think talk about this momentum thing, the way I like to think of it, again, not understanding the sciencey bit of it, but a way that I always think of it is, I know a, a, quite a few years ago now, my sister called me, it was sort of about 10 o'clock at night, and why is, why is my sister calling me, you know? And she said, um, I've broken down in the car. So she'd broken down just off a roundabout. And so we went, we got into our car, we went and found her. And basically to push it off the road so it wasn't dangerous anymore, getting it 
going to begin with? Putting your hands on the back of the car. It's cold, it's wet, and you're pushing to try and get it going to get the wheels turning is a lot of effort. But then once the wheels start turning, keeping it going to move it onto the grass verge, much easier than all the effort it took to get it moving in the first place. And human beings are just like that. Think about how much effort it takes you to, like, if you're lying on the sofa, it's Sunday afternoon, you know, the kids are out doing whatever the kids are doing, football and blah, 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 and you're lying on the sofa. How much more effort is it for you to get up and start the cleaning, for example, that's what I like to do on a Sunday, start the cleaning, then is it for you to go from mopping the kitchen floor to going, right, now I'll grab the, the vacuum cleaner, I'll grab the hoover, and I'll start um, I'll start cleaning the, the, the living room. It's much easier to go from cleaning one thing and cleaning the next thing than it is from lying on your ass doing nothing um, on the sofa. So it's just, this is just human behavior, right? Getting people in motion. It's the reason that on Amazon, when you've bought something, it says, oh, people who bought this also bought that. Do you want to get that? Amazon are taking full advantage of that very same, uh, that same thing. The other reason I think that this foot-in-the-door thing works is because us human beings, when we commit to something, we like to be consistent about it. Robert Cialdini talks about this in his book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. And he calls it the, the commitment and consistency principle. And it's the idea that if we say something or, or do something which makes us sort of internally say it, we will sort of back it up and we'll stand by it and go, yes, that was a good decision. Because we like to be seen as consistent, not just outwardly, but also to ourselves. So... Um, so if somebody says, hey, um, you've bought this thing about uh, about uh, about pigeon farming, whatever that is, uh, you've bought this thing about pigeon farming, you've bought this little ebook. so you're obviously interested in pigeon farming, do you want this course on pigeon farming? You're more likely to go, oh yeah, yeah I do, because I've already proven to myself by purchasing or by opting into a lead magnet, and we'll get into what this means in a bit, uh, in more detail, but I've already proven and stated that I'm interested in that thing. The other, and, and sort of the big thing I really like about using this kind of foot-in-the-door uh, technique, getting people to make a small commitment first, is that we only end up showing our main offer to the most qualified people. So if you've got a new program and you go to your entire list and go, hey, do you all want to buy this? So, and it's it's kind of new. It's not exactly the normal thing that you teach. Then you've got a chance of pissing some people off if you're going to email them a bunch of times and tell them about it, which we should all be doing. You know, we email people a bunch of times to make sure they don't miss it and have maximum um, chance of, of hearing about it and getting excited about it. But if they're just not interested in that thing, again, you could piss off a, piss off a bunch of people. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to just like massively just mass blast our list, really, do we? We want to have it so that you get people to make a small commitment. Oh, these people, and it might just be that commitment might be watching to a certain point in the video. Oh, they've watched that point in that video. Therefore, they're interested in pigeons. So I'm going to now sell them my program about pigeon farming. I don't know. I mean, I don't think pigeon farming is a real thing. I don't right. Like it. I mean, it's probably got some awful connotation that I don't even know about, so I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so we're, we're only telling the people who've watched 80% of the video about the topic that there's even a product available. Why? Because those people have already committed, say, 10 minutes of their time, 20 minutes of their time, maybe longer, an hour, an hour, an hour and a half of their time. 
to that topic. So we're only going to show that offer to those people. Why? Because again, we're just getting people to take a small step. We're not saying, hey, leap from here all the way over to here. We're saying take one little step. Oh, cool. Well, now you're going. Let's keep going. Yeah. The other benefit of doing all of this is that it means that if you like, for example, sell a front end thing or give away a front end thing, and then you want to upgrade the buyers and get them to buy something else. um, It's one of the nice things that actually you can you can get away with you can get away from having problems like having to have multiple packages on the same page which just mm. generally speaking causes confusion there are some exceptions like for example if you sell monthly or annual that's totally allowed you can do that that's easy but like sometimes one of the big changes we've made with people when we've worked with them inside our accelerator program or inside our level up mastermind days is we'll look at what they're doing and we'll go, oh, no, no, nobody's buying. I, I get to the bottom and I don't understand it. The example I always give is the Amazon Kindle, right? If there's a bunch of different versions of Amazon Kindle. I try to buy a new one. It took me months to buy one. I'm normally a very fast trigger, um, tr- trigger happy buyer. Mm. But um, I was looking at these for months trying to figure out which one do I want. So if you've got a bunch of things where, not like the Kindle, but where somebody could buy more than one of them uh, because you've got, you know, you've got a, a membership and then you've got some... Um, You've got like standalone uh, course. calls and a course that adds on rather than like packaging those up as three or four options and having them figure it out and choose where they don't really know what any of the bits are, just sell something and then use that to upgrade those people later on. There's a really good example of all of this with our clients, Martin and Lindsay, who sell um, content marketing services, basically content marketing, specifically sort of long form blogging and SEO stuff. And they sell blog post templates for, I think, $47. And 60% of people who've, who are ultimately their done-for-you, I've told you this the wrong way around, uh, they've got a, a done-for-you blogging service, really, which is $1,500 a month. And 60% of the people who joined that mm. bought the blog post templates for $47 first. And therefore, effectively, what you've, what they've done is they've used the, the blog post templates that are $47, low resistance, small thing, about the size of a foot, I would say, um, and then what they've done is they've used that in order to get 60% of those people to go on and end up paying them $1,500 a month. And that's really powerful. Now, there is a caveat to that, which I'm going to come on to in a minute. Um, but as a, as a basic premise, Martin Lindsay's example, there's a really good one. They've got people buying blog post templates for $47. And ultimately, of their $1,500 a month clients, 60% of those people already bought the blog post templates to begin with. And that ev- that doesn't even make sense. People have bought blog post templates and then ended up paying an, a, a, an agency to do it. it. It goes to show there's no real logic to a lot of marketing and, and, and sales and people's buying habits and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, people will buy a thing expecting to do it themselves, realize I haven't got the time, I've got the interest, don't want to do it, I'm not very good at it. It'll be quicker and easier and better if I paid somebody else to do it. Um, which is why we also can't make any assumptions when somebody buys one thing about what they should sell them next either. Um, people buy stuff that they're not in any sense qualified or really want all no. the time. That's what marketing does. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's so that that's the thing, right? So uh, let's talk about when this doesn't work, though, because there's an example of when it when it works really well. Let's talk yeah. about when this doesn't work. And, and we do see this a lot. You know, you, it's a it's a it's a problem with sort of funnel hacking and, and looking what the people are doing and just trying to transplant it into your business because you can easily end up doing this wrong if you don't know the thinking behind it. So one of the times I think it really fails is when the front end thing you're trying to get people to do is um, is is what we call too blind. So, for example, if I sent an email that says, hi, I've got this new program. It's about how to use artificial intelligence to write uh, a sale, a three-day sales sequence. 
If you click on the link, I I know that you went before that the moment you clicked on that link, you knew it was about email marketing and artificial intelligence. You did an AI. You you knew those two things. So that's a good way of us going, hmm, that person has signaled in a very conscious way, they're interested in email marketing and AI and how AI can write email marketing. So now we've got their foot in the door. They might have gone and, or it might be a lead magnet. We might put a, a free lead magnet on the internet or a paid lead magnet, a, a, a low cost um, lead magnet, $37, you know, $100, whatever, to say, hey, we've got this mini course about email marketing and, and, and how to write a three day email campaign with AI. We haven't, by the way, I'm just making this up. And so, and so we know that people who buy that thing or opt in for that thing are making very strong, conscious choices around that topic. So now if we then have a mastery program on the back, which is like a three-day boot camp in person, AI for email marketing and grow your business with AI, talk, talking to those people who've signed up for free, clicked that link or paid for that product it's a pretty good segment. It's a pretty good um, indicator of they have got if they've got one foot out. They've they've stepped forward one step. The opposite of that. So when it does not work is when it's blind. It's when an email we we sometimes do blind emails for a reason, and, the, and it'll be an email like this, and this would not work as a foot in the door email. It's like hey. We just made a brand new a brand new video to tell you about something really cool you can do with emails. Click here and check it out. It's if your follow up is about a mastery a three day mastery program about artificial intelligence and email marketing, clicking on that link tells us nothing. Um, if you have an ad for a free lead magnet or a paid lead magnet, which is um, what is the future of email marketing, a 72-page report about what the future of email marketing is, and people pay for or download that for free, again, it's it's too blind. It is not telling you specifically and directly that they're interested in artificial intelligence, right? It, it's not saying that. So we want to make sure that the thing that they're taking the first step with is not blind. It's explicit. This is what it is because they're taking the first step towards it. It's almost like they're buying the first bit of it. They're buying the, the summary of it. They're buying something. Okay. That's the first bit. The second bit is when it's unrelated. And Rob, do you want to just tell us a bit about what that might look like? Yeah. So the ridiculous example we would always give is you sell something about dog training and then the next thing you sell is about weight loss. Those things are so unrelated. And whilst that's a ludicrous example, I hope nobody on earth is ever going to do. If we zoom back a little bit, um, it's actually much easier to do than you would really think. So a lot of the time, um, somebody will be thinking that what they've got for sale is very related. And it, it's actually, it's one of the downsides of when you see sort of very generic, we help you with all of your marketing type businesses. Um, they'll have somebody, you know, maybe buy a front end thing about um, email marketing. And then the upsell is about webinars. You might go, well, those things are related because people can send emails and they're about webinars and webinars convert people. And then you need emails for webinars. And I've heard of emails and I've heard of webinars and they've heard of emails. And they're all and about digital marketing and making sales online. And actually yeah. one's not qualifying the second, is it? Yeah. And it's very much a case of unless there are some exceptions to this. For example, if you look at huge brands like Digital Marketer and people like that, they've nailed the ability to go because they're such a big business with huge marketing budgets and very, very dialed in processes with huge teams. But actually, they, they've managed to, to un-niche, if you like. They, they're just digital marketing. But they, they own digitalmarketer.com. I mean, everything about it sounds like the leading authority of everything digital marketing related. And within that business, 
they they will have very very strict funnels in terms of making sure that each bit leads to the next bit that's as relevant as possible so even they are um, they're not breaking it up and hard work in that way particularly but i really think that if, again if you look at a lot of I'm going to be really blunt for a second. If you look at a lot of generic, we fix everything with your marketing businesses and experts, when we look at their businesses and then we have to say, um, who would we, who would we recommend you to? Like, who would we, who would, who would we be the referral? Yeah. yeah. Who would we refer you to, uh, refer to you rather when we're like chatting to people and they say, oh, I'm really struggling with all this marketing thing. And we would go, well, we can help you with your emails. What about everything else? No, everything else is shit as well. Well, there's nobody we can, there's a lot of these people we can't really refer anyone to because we don't really know whether we'd refer them to that person or that person because on mm. the surface, they all seem to do the same thing. Mm. And so one of these things with this uh, this irrelevance thing, this unrelated thing, is it's a lot more, the parameters of it are a lot stricter than you might expect. Um, the thing that leads somebody from one purchase to another or from one lead magnet to another it's actually a lot tighter than you might think. The, the and the room, tighter, the, the better. Like the conversion on that is always going to be way better if it's a really tight path. Like if you show people the email sequence for a webinar, then on the next page you offer them the webinar course about how to convert on webinars. Perfect, because we know two things. They either want to think about emails or they want yeah. to think about webinars. And if you offer them that, that thing, then grand. The margin for error on this unrelated thing is very, very, very small. If you want to actually get serious conversions, league members listening to this, go and check out the Boat and Island framework inside the league because ultimately that's created in order to largely eliminate um, this um, this problem, right? You create the most tightly bridged uh, upsell from one offer to the next, whether that's immediate or whether it's, you know, they buy this one thing and then a month later I'm going to sell them something else. It still works. It's designed. Uh, so basically what it overcomes is this idea of having something where, well, I'm going to sell them something and because I'm going to sell them this nutrition course because they're interested in weight loss. Then I'm going to sell them an exercise program later. You're going to make some sales, but like, you're that's a good, to do a that's lot a good of example where it's too unrelated. It you know, sounds you great, say, doesn't it? It sounds good. Like they want a nutrition course on the minute upsells a, is a, is a weight loss is a is an exercise program. Well, then that's not a good fit, really. You're not going to get the best conversions. Like your conversion is going to be poor. Whereas what you're really looking for is fit is like forty percent plus uptake. That's what you're looking for. If it's not hitting forty percent plus, and I'm talking plus, like sixty would be great. Right. Yeah. Um. Rob, what about what do you think about like when the when the foot in the door element? Yeah. Like we say, that could be a free thing. It could be a paid thing. It could be a click. Um. Almost like competes, undermines yeah. the uh the the core offer, the Rome offer, as we call it. Yeah, and we've definitely had this before. Um. Yeah. A lot of the time, you'll sell somebody something, or you'll get them to opt in for something. And one of two things can happen. Either the promise of the first thing, and obviously whenever you're marketing anything, you should make the promises good. Like you should make the big, bold, audacious promise good. But the promise of the first thing they've bought into, they've bought into the promise, that is, that made them part with cash and buy the thing is so good that when they see your upsell that appears to deliver more of the same, it's hard for them to really jump on it. So for example, we've had this before, right? We would sell our, I'll give you a really blunt example. We would sell our bottoms email strategy course and people would buy that. And we're going to say, you're going to learn how to send any emails as often every day that make sales every week and make consistent sales. And people would buy that. And then we would at some point put them into an offer for the league, which is our membership 
which is much more about campaigns and everything, but without lots of education about the difference between single emails like the bottomless email strategy, strategy teachers and campaigned emails and automations versus broadcasts and all of that stuff. And without teaching that actually the bottomless email strategy just has a bunch of really good writing techniques in it that apply to make the stuff you learn in the league even better. Without explaining all of that, those offers actually just compete. Because whilst lots of people did go and join the league, loads of people also went, well, I'm going to do this daily email thing because I was sold a big promise on the sales page and I'm, I'm going to get that promise and that'll be enough for me. That is that is sufficient promise for me. Thank you. Yes. Um, and so what you end up with, or what we ended up with, and again, we see this a lot, is actually just a thing where you end up with loads of people buying something and then going, that's probably all I need from those people. I'll move on and I'll, you know, I'll buy something else from somebody else who's not. And I think one of the solutions different. to this is is for each of your products to solve a specific problem, which fixes this issue, but it also makes writing the sales copy and the big promise easier. Because the hardest thing about writing headlines and sales copy for a membership like the league is that because the because in particular the league and most memberships are quite in they're quite um they basically cover everything. They're quite—I can't think of the word—but they, yeah, they they, they 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 have everything in them. That's the problem, and it's the same thing with upsells and stuff like that. Um, and one of the things that I think we should all think about, and I always remind our team about, is we have to qualify the person not for what they want, not for what they need. We have to qualify them for the problem for their problem. If we focus on just qualifying for the problem that they're trying to solve, and it's a problem they want to solve now, and you're going to make it slightly more of a priority because of your ad or because of your copy or whatever, but if you qualify the person based on their problem, then you can move them through to buying different stuff. Uh, so if, if their webinar is not converting... Great, that's their problem. So here's the email campaigns that are going to make you get more sales from your webinar. Oh, I want that. Bang, they buy that for a $37 price point or $99 price point. Then on the next page, you say, hey, you got that thing. If Now you've got the emails. What you really want is to make the webinar itself convert better. Notice, it's the same problem. We've qualified for them for the not converting webinar thing, and we solved the problem through emails. Now we're solving the problem through the actual webinar itself. Hey, here's our entire process, system, framework, method for for webinars that convert like crazy. And we're gonna and you're gonna double your your webinar conversion rate to your next webinar just by adding this one bit on. By the thing, the conversion rate on that is going to be way higher than anything else. Because we've yeah. we've qualified them based on the problem, the single problem. That rule of one is so important. Yeah, it's true. Uh, same thing when you're selling anything as an upsell from anything. So lead magnets into tripwirey type offers, um, paid products into into other paid products. And actually, it brings me on to a, a point that I was going to talk about earlier when I was talking about um, Lindsay and Martin with their blog posts into done for you services thing. There is a caveat to that, which is this idea of um, ascension marketing versus descension marketing. There's a there's like a really popular theory that what you should do is you should take somebody, sell them something cheap, and then sell them something expensive. In other words, the foot in the door technique. It is worth saying, however, that you don't have to do that as your first attempt. So 
what I mean by that is this is not like the guy selling encyclopedias where you only get one crack at the whip and if the woman slams the door in your face, you're going to have a problem. Um, this is uh, you, you have multiple opportunities to sell people multiple things from different angles. That's one of the great things about email marketing. Compared to running Facebook ads to an offer, like drive Facebook ads to an offer, if that person bounces, I mean, sure, you can retarget them and all that stuff, but ultimately you've spent the money and you've lost that now. Whereas if you've got somebody on your email list, you can send them some stuff for a bit. And if it doesn't engage for any reason, then you can send them some other stuff for a bit. So we tested really extensively in our business, this theory of, can we get somebody to buy something cheap, foot in the door today, and then get them to buy something else? This is this Ascension idea. Can we ascend them from a small purchase to a bigger purchase? And an interesting thing happened because we then tested the opposite. We then tested, what if we don't do foot in the door technique until later? What if we do um, ram the door down with a massive stick now. And if that doesn't work, then we'll come back and do foot, foot in the door technique. So we're not poo-pooing the idea of foot in the door technique. We're moving it later. So what happened instead was we would just sell people our core offer, which is the league, which bear in mind is a monthly commitment. It's not $10 a month. It's cheap. It's affordable, but it's a bit more than that. And then what we would do is we, we found no difference in the number of people who are joining the league. The same number of people were joining the league as before. But we're making more money because there's more of them. If before we had to sell somebody a $39 thing to get them to see our membership, that means only people who bought the $39 thing were seeing the membership. So if you've got 100 email subscribers and 10 of them buy the... So this is economics thing, right? If you've got 100 subscribers yeah. and 10 of them buy your foot in the door product, that means you've sold 10. Yeah, 10%, right. 10, yeah. Those 10 people now go into marketing for the, the Ascension thing, which means that even if it converts at 100% to those people, you, you can, can only sell, only sell 10. 10. Whereas if we went to the 100 people with our core offer and we only sell five, we've, uh, we've, we've turned fewer people into customers, but we've made more money. Yes. So don't don't get swept up necessarily in the fact that, wow, I'm turning 100% of people who buy my front end thing into customers of my second thing, which is rare, by the way. Sure. You've hit a, you've hit a golden egg if that I happens. Think, I think there's a, a, there's a sort of halfway house on this. I was speaking to our friend uh, Lucas Garvin, who's in, our, in the mastermind we're in, top one. And uh, they do something interesting. And we're doing something kind of similar now in our business, which is um, ascension descension, which is like it's a hybrid, which is you acquire the customer – for rather than a free a free lead, a free subscriber, you get them in on a paid basis. So you might have a paid lead magnet. We used to have the bottomless email strategies as ours, actually. So you're running ads into a low-cost front end between $39 and $99 generally. Uh, I've seen them smaller and, and higher, of course, as well. Then you go, so now you've got, and that's just your lead acquisition method. Then you go straight to the highest touch thing. So for us, that's membership. Or for some people, that's a coaching program. So for Lucas and Jim, his business partner, that goes straight from their lead acquisition, I think, of 37, straight into their highest price thing. And then they descend on the other side. So then they go down to another price point, let's say five grand, two and a half grand, a grand or something, something like that. So that's, that's ascension, descension. It has like a steep It's an up. ascension sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And it works well. I think that's kind of similar to what Martin and Lindsay are doing from what I can remember from talking to them. They're acquiring the leads for uh, through their paid lead magnet at 37, moving them straight into 1500 plus a month. And then if that's a no, they can descend on the back end with their various programs and books. 
So for anyone listening to this who's thinking about it, basically you're either basically we would recommend testing all of these things. If you're currently acquiring people at a paid low foot in the door thing, like a twenty-seven, forty-seven, sixty-seven, ninety-seven dollar one-off product, great. You're going to have this like sandwich arrangement where you sell them something cheap, get your foot in the door, sell them something expensive, and if that doesn't work, you can go back to selling the the lower commitment or cheaper stuff. Great. Um, if you're acquiring everybody for free, which actually for the longest time we were, then what we were doing is just bringing in free subscribers through our Facebook group through you know, whatever we were doing. And then we would sell them our core thing first, the membership. And if they didn't buy that, then we would come back and go, okay, let's try this foot in the door technique. Um, and we'll talk about one of the methods we use for doing that in a minute, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So hopefully that all kind of makes makes sense, that ascension, descension thing. Let's talk about how this technique actually gets used specifically in email marketing. So uh, we've hinted at one of these already, and then we're actually going to share with you something that we've just done a, a huge um, experiment on, uh, spent a, a few, quite a few thousand dollars in ad spend uh, on this experiment, and uh, we're going to share with you for the first time ever the results of that. Something we've never seen before: uh, people doing to use this foot in the door technique to get people to take that first step of commitment. It's not just remember; it's it's any kind of first step of commitment. And actually, the thing we did was a different type of commitment, and um, it's quite unusual. So, and I, I think everybody can pretty much apply this. I think it's great. I think it might end up becoming common. So that's why I want to make sure we talk about it first, by the way, because uh, I think it's going to end up being pretty common because we're going to use it on other funnels, I am sure. But first, Rob, do you want to tell us uh, about the... We have a campaign in the league called The Daisy Chain, which is basically uh, the epitome of foot in the door 101, isn't it? Yeah, and it's an interesting example because it's not even about getting somebody to buy a small thing and then, and the then buy a bigger it's the click thing. thing we it's actually yeah. about getting to make... Uh, remember, let, let me just go back to my first definition of this, which is it's about getting somebody to make a small commitment to increase the conversion of a larger commitment. So what we do is, as part of one of our email campaigns, rather than just sending people directly to a sales video, which we've already done and that didn't work, like we've already made the first attempt, right, and they didn't buy... Just, just to clarify, the we sent them to the... We, we've, gone, we've taken people to the, to the sales video and that worked for some people. That worked for our most urgent, keen buyers. But anybody yep. who's now moved on to the next campaign are the people who did not buy from that. So now we need to try a different approach. So... The direct approach does work, but it doesn't work for everybody. Okay, just yeah. to just to so put the people a who on. it didn't, the people who didn't buy from this, the people who didn't convert, they now move into another thing, and as part of the next thing, they they go and watch a short video, a short content video, and please don't just take this and use it because the the thinking behind the videos is so important to make this work or die. But basically, we would send somebody to a short video where they watch the short video, and if they've watched a bit of the short video, then we take them to a slightly... Then we'll, then we'll send them more emails about a slightly different video, uh, which sells them the thing. And basically... The small video they've engaged with, they've completed it. They've gone, wow, I learned a thing. It's that that like transaction is closed in their head now. But what they've actually done is make a small commitment towards a larger commitment, which is to watch a slightly longer, very related, very closely related. All the stuff we talked about before has to fit, right? It has to be. It can't compete. It can't be unrelated. It has to it has to follow the rules of the foot, foot in the door technique as we've outlined them in this episode. Um, and that longer video sells them the thing and it works a treat. It's called the Daisy Chain. So league members, go and check that out inside your membership. So uh, that's that's a really great one to do it. The other one, which, which again, uh, we, we've never shared before. This is the first time we're sharing this. Um, is something we've been doing on a sales page. Um, again, we're running, uh, we're running Facebook ads and actually other ads. We're running ads to a sales page for a thing which is $99, okay? So it's a program, it's a course, it's a software, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Your, your, your offer. And 
On that page along the very top, it says, would you like to get a $30 coupon to get an, to save an extra $30? All you have to do is join our email list. Put your name and email address in here. So just think about it. All the ads say this thing is $99. You get to the page, it's $99, but then across the very top, it says, save an extra $30 by joining our email list, name, email address field. They do that, the page refreshes, actually goes to a different version of the page uh, using Countdown Hero, so those of you who know that. Um, and it gives them a timed uh, commitment, a, a timed window of time. Um, I think it's not not very long, a few a day or so, I think. And um, to, to take that coupon and get the same thing, but now for $67. Why does this work so well? It works so well because not only have we legitimized the fact that it's a real discount, we haven't said it's supposed to be $200 and on this page today you can get it for 12. No one really believes that it was ever supposed to be hundreds of dollars. Nobody. If, we, if they get to the page and go, hey, here's a button, you can genuinely buy it for 99. All of that works. But if you give us your name and email address, you'll get a coupon code and you can get it for $30. What happens when they put their name and email address in there is they are committing, they are putting their foot forward in the door to say, yes, I am so interested in buying this. I want a coupon code. I want a discount. Not a discount code I can use anywhere else. It only works on this website for this product. And the cost of making that first step is not even finding their credit card, not entering the details, not hoping it verifies. It's just putting their name and email address in. And of course, that has additional benefits that not only on the next page, the conversion is really, really high. But of course, because now we have their name and email address, we can follow up and say, hey, your coupon code's running out, it's running out, it's running out. This is working exceptionally well, exceptionally well because it uses this foot-in-the-door technique. It uses and evokes commitment and consistency. It qualifies the person as ready to buy, okay? So really um, cool. let's finish up, Rob, and just wrap up by quickly talking about how we use this for uh, this technique if you've got a membership, an ongoing, a subscription. So yeah, this is what I was hinting at before. We do a thing called a splinter campaign, which is an old idea, but we have a specific methodology for doing it. And basically, like I said, we sell our highest commitment primary thing first, or, or, or aim to, which is our membership, the league. And then a bit further down our down our path, a bit further down our email engine, as we call it, um, if somebody hasn't joined yet and the marketing we've done so far hasn't been what they needed to see to convert them, then we'll come back and do the Ascension thing later. So we'll basically say, hey, would you like to get this simple thing for a one-off payment of less and then they grab that and then we use that as a sort of uh, hook to leverage them into the main membership so we splinter something that's in the membership out sell it don't take it out we just you know pull it aside we sell it separately on its own uh, for a one-off price and then have people join and then upsell them into membership and that works really really well as well again just a different implementation of the foot in the door take i guess ultimately when all when all is said and done remember the original definition uh, a low commitment thing in order to increase the conversion of a higher commitment thing. And there are, it's, it's a few words, but there are hundreds of applications of that. Uh, getting somebody to watch something, getting somebody to engage with something, getting somebody to click on something. It's getting all them into motion, thing. getting them into an active state of mind. That's what it's about, right? If you want to take a look and start using the campaigns that are already tested 
ready for you to pick up and go and use that use this technique go check out theleaguemembership.com if you're not already a member all of you league members you'll see this built into many of the almost 40 campaigns uh, probably around 40 campaigns actually um inside of the membership so definitely go and log in and do that okay rob we're going to wrap this thing up it's been a long one so we're going to keep it brief uh, what's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week it was the words, can I take your bag and a little bag emoji. I love any question that somebody might hear in everyday real life, but then used as a subject line where it seems weird. Yeah, I love it. So you can take any common phrase that's sort of general, you know, would you like fries with that? Anything that you've heard over and over again uh, and use it instantly. I love it. It just breaks that pattern, doesn't it? It has a feel, a ring of familiarity. This week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. I hope you've enjoyed all the things we've got into this week. We'll share with some stuff that we're using right now in our business and uh, you can go and use too. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe on your podcast player and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to know that you're out there listening and it helps us to go up in the ratings and listings and get more listeners to the show and we really appreciate it we'll be back next week and uh where we'll be talking about how you can prevent buyer remorse and reduce your refunds and make it so people are much more likely to buy from you and keep buying from you in the future make sure you tune in next week and we'll talk about all that stuff see you then